Hi, this is Alina Kanner and Megan Barrington, and you're listening to Move Your Brain, Move Your Body podcast, where we dive into all things health, wellness, and fitness. We are two certified athletic trainers who met and graduated together from the University of Arkansas, and we wanted to do this podcast to spread our joy about treating our bodies well through nutrition, exercise, and knowledge. On today's episode, we welcome Celine Foster. Celine is a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist based out of Brooklyn, New York. She holds a master's degree in acupuncture and oriental medicine from the New England School of Acupuncture. Celine integrates different disciplines and modalities into a holistic practice to effectively treat various conditions including chronic pain, stress, women's health issues, digestive issues, and even the common cold. Celine guides her clients, helping them to achieve maximal health by balancing the mind, body, and spirit. I have personally been seeing Celine for the last six months, and it's been a total game changer for me. If you're in the Brooklyn or New York City area, I recommend you reach out and find yourself on Celine's table. This episode is packed with so much knowledge while looking at medicine from a holistic standpoint. Both Megan and I learned a ton from today's episode, and we think you will too. So we hope you enjoy. Hi, Celine. Welcome to Move Your Brain, Move Your Body podcast. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing good. Doing good. Cool, cool, cool. Excited to have you here in person. I know. It's our first like, one like this. So. I know. This is fun. Yeah. I'm feeling a little lonely over here, but it's okay. We can still come, 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 come join. <laughs> I wish. You want to buy my ticket? No. <laughs> Where? Okay. Oh, she's in Seattle. I'm in Seattle. Okay. Well, I'm not in Seattle, but we're going to say Seattle because you guys are in New York and you have no idea where Tacoma is, but I'm actually in Tacoma. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're my acupuncturist. I am. Pretty awesome. Um, we're just going to go over a bunch of different stuff and how it relates to healthcare and yes. everything. So what is your background? Just Let's just go into that. You mean what, would I, what was I doing before I was an acupuncturist? Sure. I actually worked in um, as in a record label, and I worked in PR, and I was not excellent at either of those things. But <laughs> I've always been really interested in alternative medicine and forms of healing, and I saw an acupuncturist for a little while um, for high blood pressure that I got from just stress and I don't know, life. And I, they wanted me to go on blood pressure medications and I was not super psyched on that. So I worked with doctors and I was like, look, could I just try some alternative forms of healing? And they were like, sure. And I saw an acupuncturist for about three or four months, once a week and took some herbs and it regulated. And I was like, what is this witchcraft? Let me do this. <laughs> and um, I went to school. And now cool. Here, yeah. That's what's, the, cool. what's the schooling like for acupuncture? Super long. Um, it's three and a half to four years full time. Um, wow. I know. So you do, you know, the first year is kind of just like meridian theory and learning about the medicine and then you do for the next like two and a half years um, internships at different like hospitals or clinics and then you take um, national boards kind of like to become a lawyer right and 
you take the board and then whatever state you want to practice in is different kind of regulations. So okay. it's not like too shabby of a process. Sounds yeah. exactly like athletic training actually, except so for that's a little longer. Do you have to have like a bachelor's degree in something or can you just go straight into acupuncture as its own? No, you have to have a, like at least a number of credits like that you would have either from an associate's or maybe I was, I'm not quite sure, but you can't just like roll into acupuncture. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there's prerequisites is what you mean to say. Yes, there's prerequisites. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Cool. I just want to make sure I had no idea. I actually, so I used to work at a chiropractic sports rehab facility and my boss actually, she was, she was dual Chinese medicine and, acu or and chiropractic. So she did a lot of acupuncture. Um, oh, actually, I mean, she was amazing, but I just, I, and I actually, it's crazy because I'm, I'm very like a very energetic person. Like I, I'm up at the crack of dawn or before the crack of dawn. Um, I'm more mellow than Alina, like definitely more mellow than Alina. Um, <laughs> not as excitable as Alina, but I'm definitely like high energy and I have a hard time sitting still, but acupuncture is the only thing. Well, there's been a couple of things, but that's one of the only things I have experienced where I will sit down at like 10 AM when usually I'm like, ah, like energizer bunny. Yeah. And I lie down and then like five minutes in, I'm like asleep. It's crazy. It's just so parasympathetic and just so like, so calming. And I know that some people don't, some people say that it doesn't really have any effects, but I think not being open to something, you can pretty much have a nocebo effect on a lot of different things, except for, you know, a pharmaceutical that's going to completely manipulate your physiology. Um, but yeah. I know, have you had a lot of, I, um, I often tell clients that there's actually studies done where the brain releases beta waves when you're getting treatments and those correlate to actually what get you into your REM cycle. So that relaxes the nervous system and allows you to get into a homeotic state, which thus creates this relaxation thing. So I actually was at some like holiday party a few weeks ago and this like neuroscientist guy kind of like mansplained to me how uh, acupuncture, you know, it's like a placebo. And I, you know, I didn't have the energy and I don't really care, but yeah. even if it is a placebo, like that's like a pretty powerful placebo that like yeah. will kind of get your body to heal. So ugh, science, it's super valuable, but like this framework that we have to always make everything scientific and fit into a box and explain the neural pathways, like it works, but I do think it's kind of an older modality of thinking of broader health. Right. Well, I'm like, the reason that people have been practicing it for like thousands of years. Yeah. So I'm sort of like making it a lab. Mm, I but, mean, uh, it's funny with the placebo stuff because I listened to a podcast recently on pharmaceuticals and placebo effects and they test everything against the placebo effect, but they never talk about how much the placebo pills actually work. Yeah. So it all goes back to the mentality of that individual. Yeah. 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 yeah it's true. It's very true. Yeah. People believe whatever you, whatever is like accepted tends to be what more, what people will go towards, you know, something yeah. like acupuncture. I think just like the culture of our country. And honestly, it's very sad to me how alternative forms or like, you know, the hip, I'm making quotations in the air, <laughs> versions of medicine that are, you know, a more holistic based, God forbid that we look at the whole individual and like why they're sick, not just that they are sick. Um, that's like, oh my gosh, they're so crazy. That's just ridiculous. Like, let's just give you this drug that we advertise on like ESPN. Like literally there's drugs advertised on TV 
there's something wrong with that. Like, ask yeah. your doctor about this. Ask your doctor about that. Like, how about not? Not in every country, though. Like, in Ireland, no, they, don't, they don't have that. Not in New Zealand, either. Yeah. Well, this is a broader political discussion yeah. of, like, yes. pharmaceutical <laughs> <It is. laughs> in the United States. Sorry. No, very I mean, passionate. True, but I love it. Yeah. It's good. It's um, good. Wait, where did you do your schooling? I actually did it in two places. I started in Austin, Texas, believe it or not. I really liked the program. And then I finished in um, Boston. Oh, cool. And, but then I came back, you know, I, I'm here, obviously. Cool. Like New, New York. York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yes. So I know you practice a different, like, type of acupuncture. Can you go into that? You don't have to go, like, too in-depth. Just, like, give a little bit of a... Go into depth. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sure. <laughs> sure. So, you know, um, besides the traditional type of acupuncture that I work with, which is like a lot of, you know, pain management, GI stuff, whatever. So that's like more traditional. I also am really interested in esoteric acupuncture and this is not for everybody and it's pretty far out, but you know, it's who I am. So I'm just going to get into it. It basically works on, um, chakra balancing. So, in effect, it uses the energetic bodies that are present outside of our physical body, um, specifically the um, ethereal body. And in that body, you hold a lot of these kind of patterns and thought forms and like constrictions, maybe that sort of keep you in these loops that will manifest physically, whether it's an emotional thing or a physical thing. So you can use these chakra balancing esoteric acupuncture treatments. Um, to kind of release those or help you work through that. And it's based a lot in sacred geometry, the Kabbalah, um, you know, the tree of life. And I haven't been practicing that that long. It's a new over the last like year. And I do think though that they're pretty powerful treatments for people who are willing and want to do the work. Mm -hmm. Does that explain? It's yeah. pretty far out. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I wasn't familiar with the tree of life or any of that. I know what chakras are, um, but it sounds like it's kind of just like we all kind of have different parts of us. And I think our daily experiences can kind of push us more towards a certain like constant sort of underlying tone of who we are. Um, yes. And it kind of perpetuates itself. And I think what you're sounds like what you're talking about is just sort of a way to like pull you out of that and get you to see kind of the other alternative opportunities and like options you have as as yourself is what it sounds like and yeah I know Alina's talked to me about some experiences she had that were similar to what you're talking about yeah I've done a few but not full treatments though yeah just little ones I mean the idea is it's kind of helping you work through your like chronic cyclical traumas or um stuff that you can't really verbalize or don't really want to talk about but you are willing to kind of go there yeah and try to release them that way so it's always something that you have to as a practitioner be you know the the patient the person coming in for treatment has to be like aware and willing and you know I'm not just gonna do something nuts yeah. without telling anybody. So yeah, you're great at that. You always communicate yeah. and like thank you. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so are you do you practice on your own or are you in a another office with other practitioners? I or? practice I have a private practice and then I do 
a community setting. Um, and then I also do like a more private office with a bunch of like massage therapists, Reiki, facialists, more of like a spa setting. So cool. lots of different irons in the fire. Yeah. I feel like with personal training, like, yes, you need to have a good amount of clients, but I feel like with acupuncture, you really have to, you have to like really have a lot of clients yeah. to like sustain yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's dependent, you know, the tough thing with acupuncture is that the cost of getting treatments is expensive for people, obviously, yeah. but for the practitioner, it's also like kind of necessary. So I think that, yeah, you're right. You have to do a bunch of different stuff yeah. to just like, especially living in New York city. Yeah. To sustain yourself here is yeah. a little different than anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. this is true. Yeah. Um, okay. When you're working with a client, well, I guess, what do you enjoy working on with a client? Like, do you like orthopedic injuries? Do you like work on deeper stuff what's your I mean typically I don't like love orthopedic really intense strong manipulations stuff um but as I've grown and practiced more like it's just part of the game and I can I can do that right I I guess I, I kind of like everything I think the really the greatest kind of gratification and joy I get from giving treatments is helping somebody, whoever that is, come in and like feel that they're empowered in their bodies and they have the ability to heal and they're not broken and like unfixable. So that was like a very heady answer. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I like but, that. You know, um, but there's a lot of stuff that's really hard to treat, like chronic issues, like mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases are pretty tough. Um, and it's also important for the patient or the client coming in to be willing to be patient and go through the healing process, which it takes kind of a longer time than anybody wants. Yeah, it does. It does, doesn't it? Time takes a really long time to heal anything. It's the same with orthopedic stuff too. Like, yeah, well, it takes a while. Yeah, chronic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you get a good, you know acupuncturist that does a lot of like orthopedic uh, motor points yeah. it can really help with the like uh, like immediate relief but yeah, yeah, yeah. the right term the long term is it's tough because you're working with repetitive injuries and these athletes aren't gonna just stop doing yeah. their job because they're yeah, injured you exactly know? Mm -hmm. it's a tough space yeah so as far as like the points and the meridians and all that go I mean obviously we don't need to get super in depth in it but um, are there, so are there like orthopedic motor points that correspond with, yes. um, more of the, some of them know. over, some of them overlap with like traditional acupuncture points. And then, um, some of them are just, you know, motor points, which are not totally related to certain meridians. So it's like a yes and a no, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. What is the difference between acupuncture? I, I don't want to like <laughs> step on toes with this, but what is the difference between acupuncture and dry needling? Because athletic trainers, athletic trainer, and I know that there is a difference, but I couldn't explain to someone what it is because I don't know very much about acupuncture. I know a little bit about dry needling, but honestly, I don't really know much about either. But I'm sure that it's an area where acupuncturists are maybe a little bit pissed off because it's like, athletic trainers are yet again stomping on someone else's turf <laughs> yeah well okay so dry needling is just essentially 
getting into a motor point and releasing a muscle. Mm-hmm. That's through what the fascia? Is. Is that through the fascia, out? like putting it in and getting it to kind of pop, right? To Does stimulate. it vibrate? Huh? Does dry needling vibrate? When you put it in, you uh, I've seen. it can feel like that, you know, or you can use an e stem oh, okay, to do okay. that. Um, the thing that everybody gets upset about is that to be a practicing acupuncturist, you go through like what I said, like about four years of education, yeah. and you spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get your license. To be a dry needling, you take a dry needling course, which is usually over a weekend, and then you can do acupuncture in this, you know, one regard. But I will say that I do have, I follow a couple groups that are trying to like integrate and like make this kind of less of a point of contention between acupuncturists and dry needling. And a lot of acupuncturists are dry needlers, right? If you do like more orthopedic stuff. So the difference, and also the, I do, I will say the more injuries that have happened through acupuncture are usually done through like doctors or physical therapists who are just being a little cavalier with their knowledge. So that's kind of the I, get, I mean, I'm maybe I'm probably I probably made like 50 people mad with that like whole. Oh, show, but no, it's great. That's to kind of what perspective. it is. So, is it because they don't really take into account all of the things that acupuncturists take into account? They're thinking solely from the orthopedic aspect. Yeah, you're just thinking of you know a muscle, muscular stuff, and with acupuncture, really the base of the medicine is all about finding the cause of the blockage, finding the root of the issue of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that can manifest in orthopedic stuff like back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain. Yep. But you're not really treating the problem by fixing a symptom, right? So you want to get to the root of what's happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you guys- I love you. <laughs> it's like literally, I mean, probably every episode has had us. Oh, really? Yes. Because yeah. in America, like, I mean, it's everywhere. Even in Germany, everywhere. It's, well, it's easier. Treating the symptoms versus treating the root with everything, orthopedic injuries, everything. Yeah. And you have to go past that like symptom management to actually right. fix what's going on under the surface. And I think yeah. a lot of practitioners in all different aspects don't see that. And once they do, it's like, oh, there's the light. Like, yeah. But even with like, say you're coming in for like a knee injury, you know, you're, you would treat the actual like musculature around sure. the kneecap, right? But then you would, moving forward in an acupuncture way, do points that like nourish blood, send oxygen, like build up the muscles and help the body be in a less kind of like super stress depleted state. Right. Yeah. So I mean, even for us, like for a knee injury, I'm looking at your hip. I'm looking what? at your ankle. I'm looking way up the chair. I'm looking at your rib cage. How does your rib cage correlate with your, you know, I'm looking at, way all all over it would be really cool if everybody would just like work together and i think that's happening a little you know like we're all talking right we're all different modalities and i think it's just communicating and being like hey like we're not on opposite teams here like Mm -hmm. but let's just and i think that's kind of where healthcare yeah is going maybe in 20 years maybe 30 30 (laughs) well another thing is like people don't even touch on like sleep or nutrition. Two things well, which are probably going to limit 
any progress you're going to have. Yeah. yeah. Especially even if they aren't the cause, but I mean, if you need to heal or, or like, yeah, you said blood oxygen kind of facilitation of that parasympathetic yeah. repair state versus stress. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're not sleeping, whether it's because you're in pain or because you have shit habits, then you're, you're going to perpetuate some problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the challenge also with acupuncture and people coming in. It's like, we're going to talk about the things that you don't want to talk about that are yeah. your bad habits. And you sent me a list of the questions before mm-hmm. of like, why do you think sometimes acupuncture doesn't work? Yeah. And I thought a lot about it because no one's really ever asked me that before. It's a good question. It's a great question. And um, I'm glad you asked it to yourself. <laughs> I did. I was like, so tell us why. <laughs> uh, why? And a lot of it, it's like 20 different answers, but I think the root of it is like, managing the expectations of what you want to get out of a treatment and then what your practitioner can actually do for you. Like if you don't want to change your sleep and if you don't want to stop eating garbage foods, you just want to get better. This isn't going to work. Yeah. It's like you're not ready. Yeah. 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 You gotta be ready to heal. Or sometimes, and another thing, like the treatment could just be a wrong diagnosis, like not a good diagnosis Mm -hmm. or, you know, they just aren't, it's almost like finding a good therapist. They're not mm-hmm. a bad therapist, but they're just not good for you. Right, right, right. Yes. Well, another thing, like I personally see physical therapists like kind of as coaches, not as fixers, right? Yeah. The patient is going to be fixing themselves with yeah. some guidance of the physical therapist. So do you see acupuncture as kind of the same thing? Like you're a team. It's not a, I'm going to fix you and you're going to lie there. I mean, they are literally lying there supine <laughs> or, or whatever passively because they have to, but yeah. I mean, they have to do the homework outside, right? I yeah, mean- I'm just I'm just like a tool and I'm going to give you some options and some opportunities and relief to kind of get your ship in order, but you know, I'm not I think for anyone to think that they're like a fixer is a kind of problematic yeah. as a practitioner whatever you're going to do. Unless yeah. I don't know, unless you're like Beyoncé or something. <laughs> I don't think she can do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just sort of, I look at myself as just like a vessel for you to kind of heal. Yeah. If you want. If you do the work. Yeah. Or if you're coming for something like you're just, I just want to feel relaxed once a month. Like, just great. That's not that much of an ask. You should feel relaxed throughout the day randomly more. If you you need it once a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's all those daily habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite part about being an acupuncturist? This. <laughs> really? I love talking about it. You know, yeah. I love talking about it, educating people about it. I love when people come in and they're super agitated and sad and mad. And I'm like, they're, they don't like me. But I'm like, you know what? By the end of this hour... <laughs> they're going to leave hopefully and feel a little relief and it doesn't always happen. But when it does, that's such a rewarding feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I love about it. You know, I want to do this for a long time, but I also want to do other stuff. And what are you interested in? I think, um, like talking about acupuncture, educating people, maybe doing more esoteric stuff, you know, working on like, um, the ethereal bodies and, and making that less like bananas to talk about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> Even just the word ethereal just sounds like. Whoo. I know it sounds so good. 
it kind of is, cool. but you know, um, so that's kind of what I like about being an acupuncturist. Yeah, that's great. You can be really far out or you can be very medical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like there's like a spectrum and you can kind of reel it in coast. for people that like need it to be more. Yeah. You adjust to who comes in. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> Adjust how much you say the word ethereal. <laughs> I just don't say it. I'd be like, no. You say more orthopedic. <laughs> I'm sure people would be like, uh, what? <laughs> I just substitute, instead of talking about energy and chi and prana, if you're not into that or it's not receptive to you, I'll just say oxygenation and blood and movement. And it's it's fascinating how you just <laughs> say different words and people are like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. That's so like, funny. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well now we know your secret. That's how you yeah. manipulate people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Super. I'm a manipulator. <laughs> Saying it to iTunes. <laughs> oh man. That's so funny. Awesome. Um, all right. So I know every time I come in, you'll like assess my pulse and like ask for, to so look at my tongue. tongue. Yeah. yeah, what's up with that? And I've asked you before and you wouldn't tell me. Did so, I? Yeah, you were like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, so you are feeling the pulse for the rate and the quality of what it feels like. So sometimes if people are in a lot of pain, the pulse will feel like tight, like a guitar string or thin. Um, and so you take it at the beginning and the end to notice this changes or becomes more even. And the tongue is an outer representation of what's happening inwardly. So you're looking for coating, you're looking for if it's swollen, if there's teeth marks, if there's any cracks, and that kind of will go in line with your diagnosis. Does that teeth marks, ow. Well, it's just if your tongue is a little swollen. Oh, so like imprints on the yeah, side. Yeah, like almost. it looks scalloped. Oh interesting yeah hmm. so that's fascinating yeah that is interesting. it just kind of fits with your diagnostic um theory it's sure. another tool it's a tool hmm. yeah it's a tool I like so that. when you're assessing that on somebody yeah have you noticed anything like really super crazy like when you when you're working with somebody have have anything like super crazy come up like in their tongue sure or in or their with pulse with anything um, what, what do you mean? Like, has someone like had like a bad reaction? Yeah. Yes. People, I've had some people who've had panic attacks during acupuncture. Yeah. That's fun. It's not very fun. Not for you. But it's not very fun. It's happened. It happened once when I first started practicing and it really, really was like traumatic, but for, you. for me, yeah. well, and for the person yeah. obviously, but then it happened actually a couple months ago and I knew what was happening and I tried to do my best, but sometimes when someone's riding that wave, mm -hmm. they just got to go through with it. They were really like nervous about needles and acupuncture and mm. it's just not the right modality. Yeah. Wait, so let's go into that for a second. Needles yeah. with acupuncture. People always think it hurts. I personally do not think it, I mean, certain points might like you feel something. Yeah. I've had pain. You have? Yeah, like on my thumb, typically, it's like an achy pain. Yeah, like a dull um, achy. Yeah, dull achy pain. Sometimes I'll get a zap right away, and then it goes away. But it, yeah. I, mean, never, I never really get like tingling or anything like that, but I'll have like, just like a dull ache. And if I move my hand, oh, my God. You were, huge regrets. But 
That's really, yeah. and or sometimes like my shin maybe, or like the side of my leg. I don't really remember. And there's obviously different spots. But, I mean, well, it doesn't feel good. I mean, pain is subjective, obviously. But. I know. Yeah. I'm interested. Well, I think when you think of like pain, you think of like, um, like a sharp stabbing pain, right? right? And like, you experience sensations with acupuncture yeah, and some form of discomfort maybe, but it's not like I'm stabbing you with a knife. Right. That's yeah. what I'm It doesn't feel like a shot. It was no, a no, 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 no. It's yeah. Tiny, tiny little tiny. They're the size of human hair. Really? Yeah. They're so small. It's really thin. And yeah. the ear ones are so little. They're very small. Sometimes Celine puts little ear ones in for me. Oh, and you could talk about the magnets too. The yeah, so you can use um, magnets which work with the polarities of your body, your electromagnetic field, and that is a little bit more Japanese style. Mm -hmm. Japanese style acupuncture tends to be a little um, less um, stimulation and a lighter touch, and works kind of within the same principles of acupuncture, but like um a lighter touch we'll say and then you can have magnets which go into the ear typically and those are based in auricular acupuncture so if you push the body all into the ear lobe and the ear so it mimics it's hard to describe if you're not seeing it Maybe like a picture yeah. in a picture but maybe we can post a picture so then there's all these different points that like correlate to the spine like your you know head, your shoulders, and there's um, points that relate to the nervous system. And so you can do these magnets that you're talking about relate to this protocol that is designed to manifold, like detox, relax the central nervous system. It's called the NADA protocol. And they use it a lot um, in like veteran clinics mm. and in um, drug rehabilitation. Interesting. Yeah. Well, for post-traumatic stress yeah. for the veterans and, you know, for detoxing and cravings with the, um, you know, addicts. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's Japanese? More no, Japanese? that's auricular. Okay, okay. Sorry, I veered off. No, I'm just wondering. Um, so is that Japanese style different than Chinese style? It's just a lighter, they don't, you don't need to get as much chi sensation. Um, that dull, achy feeling that you were describing, like you don't need to achieve a deeper sensation. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, cool. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. There's so much. Yeah. And it's something that most people haven't even experienced just because they don't have their, like, they're not even open minded enough to, like, give it a try. But I mean, if you're not, then you're not really going to have that much of an effect, I don't think, because you're not know oh open to feeling it so well yeah. I do see a lot of people that come in who are like this is bogus and then they'll leave being like hmm weird really my back feels better and I'm like yeah, yeah. I guess it's just nuts oh <laughs> yeah yeah actually that is one thing that it actually did is like period cramps it I affected know. my period cramps which was insane because like I know what's going on physiologically that's causing them and like I do not understand how it could influence that it didn't last very long it lasted maybe an hour or so you mean it relieved them yep it relieved them yeah but well because there's certain channels that 
correlate and go through your uterus. And so it relaxed. That's pretty mind blowing. It is super. It was uh, very weird. My boss was like, Oh, let me help you. And I was like, whatever. And then she did it. And I was like, Oh, well, this is nice. And then they came back and I was like, all right, well, that was interesting for sure. And I'm like, it definitely does something. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even after a session, like I'm a lot more chill that day. Yeah. Like a lot. It, It lasts for like hours afterwards. I think for me personally, I don't know what other people's experiences are, but for me, I definitely am calmer for the rest of the that yeah. day, more than my norm, more than your norm, which, <laughs> which is, which, which is an what? 11. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very cool. Um, okay. So we always ask people what they do on a daily basis to, or it doesn't have to be daily. It can be whenever to move your mind or your body. What do you do? So I do cardio, like, um, an elliptical situation. I can't really run that much. It messes up my knees. That does make me the skinniest, I will say. (laughs) And then um, I actually, the past two months or so, I've been doing, I've been, I've been back into yoga, doing yoga like twice a week at my house. Nice. Yeah. Mentally, I try to meditate. Yeah. Like five minutes. A day? Yeah. And you can do it for five minutes? I can do it for five minutes. And if I do it consistently for five minutes, I can do it for 10. Yeah. And I can do it for 15. And then it becomes part of my routine. And if I don't do it, it's weird. There's so much science backing uh, meditation and it's so beneficial. Yeah. But it's really hard to get into a routine doing it. I mean, it's hard hard to get into routines. Yeah. In general. Even though we're humans and we are built on routines. Yeah. Well, I think it'll become easier. Well... I think we're gonna like have to like completely hit rock bottom with like social media and just like constant stress and constant stimulation before it really starts to become something more like brushing your teeth or you know just something that should shouldn't be necessarily necessary to like set time aside to meditate, but like we need to become better at being less freaked out and stimulated all the time yeah Mm. i mean everybody on the subway always has earphones in and it's just another way for them to be continuously stimulated Mm -hmm. like you should be able to be on the subway without earphones and just listen Mm -hmm. to the sounds yeah um we just did a podcast with this guy who's amazing that i think maybe you guys would like his name is abdi asadi and he talks a lot about how culturally we're just so stimulated and so not present in our bodies mm-hmm. that it does create a lot of dissonance and we kind of need to get to the rock bottom to get out and cool. So yes. let's, maybe we're yeah. just, we need to go let's there. Just do that. I mean, I see that with my clients too. I don't yeah. I'm sure you see it with yours too. Yeah. Most of them. Everybody's Everybody has their little journey they're going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was really fun. Yeah. I Thank hope that so I didn't much. like yammer too much. No. You gave us a lot of information, but it was great. I did. No, a lot. Awesome information. And, um, it was so good. But if you... Oh, where can we find you? Yeah, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. Where do people, yeah. like, if they want to work so, with you, where do they go? I can be found on Instagram at True North Healing Arts. Um, oh my God, I almost like forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> and the website is just that name.net. Great. So email or 
Yeah, Whatever. email me. DM. DM me if you want a session. I totally recommend it. It's, Thank you. It's not something I thought I would ever like do. And then I just like had this idea a couple months back and I was like, I'm just going to do this. And I didn't first go and see you actually. I saw somebody else and they recommended me to come to the place in Bushwick. Then I went to you. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, I'm just going to stick with this one person. You're into it. I really like it. Yeah, it's great. People should try it. Give it a go. Yeah, be open-minded. I think that should be like, we should end it on just be open-minded. Be open-minded, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Celine. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Move Your Brain, Move Your Body podcast. Join in every week as we release new episodes. Subscribe or leave us a rating at Apple Podcasts. If you have questions or topics you would like us to cover, please email moveyourbb at gmail.com. Or send us a message on our new Instagram, at moveyourbb. Thanks for listening.